I'm going to start it off strong here. We going to rock down to Electric Avenue and then we're taking it higher. How about that? You like Eddie Grant? No. You don't like Eddie Grant? I love that song. I mean, no. One, one part that, that song is great. What? That song is great. Oh, but my rendition of it was bad? It was, it, usually you get in the neighborhood. I, I'll give you that credit. Usually you get in the neighborhood. <laughs> I think that song really needs some instrumentation to like pull off. The, it needs the... There's a part in that song where he just says oi over and over again, too. What oi. was that? Where did that mo- song... like? Was it a part of a movie? Well, I'm sure it was in some 80s movies, but the song has an interesting history because Eddie Grant's from Jamaica, and he's actually a... That's actually a reggae song. Um, it's well, like... actually... It's like his version of reggae, which was like electro... Like, had like an electro beats on it and stuff and he called it ring bang and he attempted to copyright the entire or trademark the entire genre so if anybody made a ring bang song like in that genre they would have to pay him but then the courts were like that's ridiculous how would you ever prove that so but i don't know where it originally like showed up in pop culture i mean it was popular on mtv when it came out did people avoid making ring bang songs because they didn't want to pay him or did they avoid making those songs because they don't sound good <laughs> i don't know i love that song i think it sounds good how dare you besmirch the good name of ring bang you probably have to pay a fee now too for even mentioning it on this podcast <laughs> ring bang tm a ring bang um what's up this is episode 129 of only like their old stuff i'm jho and with me is groove this is the podcast where we answer the question what's the hype alright nothing you're not there you're not with me I'm tired man I'm tired why are you tired what's going on I'm just on? tired man it's, it's, the world is tiring I bet. no I this time I just I, I, usually you've got usually you're so eager to chat about something that right after you say you know, this is the podcast where we ask it's the question, what's the hype? You say, look, listen, I got something to talk about. All right. So I'm just going to catch that fastball. You know what I'm saying? Well, I got, you said you're going to throw me some curveballs, So you're really into baseball right now, huh? So you want to talk about, is that what we're, <laughs> we haven't done it all baseball episode. Well, you know, I, I am, I am, uh, I re, I'm rewatching. So when I'm rewatching shows, I'm usually rewatching shows when I'm eating food. Okay. And I'm rewatching the West Wing right now. Ah. And I was eating a late lunch, early dinner. I was eating some dinner right before we started recording. Yeah. And it's an episode where the president is preparing to throw out the first pitch. That's like a sea story in this show. Yeah. And he's probably nervous about it, right? Oh, he's, well, he, you know, it's, it's this whole thing. I'm not going to get into yeah, it, yeah. but um, maybe that's why I'm coming at you with all these. Maybe that's why I'm throwing these, this heat, these, these metaphors. <laughs> They're throwing these strikes. <laughs> this, uh, yeah. Well, welcome to this episode. It's all about baseball. That's the title. That's it. Yeah. And, uh, Welcome back, MLB. Yeah, <laughs> we're ready for him to let's let him play again. Um, I got a question. Okay, when do you? When is? When is a major league sport going to take place in its stadium? You mean because of the coronavirus stuff that we are currently going through? Um, yeah. Like in a stadium with people. Yeah. Man, I don't know. I think it no, might. But, you know what? Yeah, scratch that fucking question. Okay. It's a tough question. I don't want to talk about that shit. Yeah, all right. Well, we, we can talk about it or not. You, you just like, <laughs> you're arguing with yourself. You're like, nah, I don't want to talk about well, that. I well, brought it know, up, but I'm honest, not talking about it. No, to be honest with you, yeah, I do argue with myself about it all day. Yeah. So you don't want to do it on the podcast? No, I don't yeah. want to do it on the podcast. Yeah. I don't. Not everybody else 
No, they don't. They're they're gonna listen to us to get rid of less than anything else. Well, that's sad. If if we're the source of joy in their life, then I don't know what to tell them because we're we're doing a pretty shitty job so far. Sorry, Uh, trip. Sorry, trip. Yeah. So number, I think that number one fan this week should go to our boy SC Tripper. Old trip, trip long. Shout out, napping cat himself who wrote a very nice message to me and I assume to you as well about how it was good to hear us again and uh, good to hear the podcast. You know, you know how he is. You can always hear him saying it, man. He's like, yeah, man, it's real hey, cool. Man. Hey, man, it's real cool Hi. that y'all are podcasting again. You know, so he, um, as a result of this, you know, pandemic, he got laid off, right? Yeah, yeah, he was telling me that. Did he tell you how he's listening to the podcast? No. So he's been doing work on a farm. Oh. Laid off. And so he's like on a tractor all day. And when he saw that we had posted the episode, he started listening to it. And we talked about music during the podcast. Yeah. So he went and took our music recommendations. And he's been listening to those albums while he's been doing uh, the farm work as well. Like he's like, he's probably benefited from this podcast more than anybody else because he's listening to stuff all day. I mean, that's a level of fandom that we don't deserve, honestly, that he would put forth that much Absolutely. effort. Like not at all, you know, and that's we don't deserve anyone to even finish an episode. I know, but he's going to listen to our shitty recommendations and <laughs> listen to all the albums. He probably gonna learn more about those artists than we didn't know. That's great. He already great. does. I mean, he he gets the number one hater too because he was complaining about the audio quality. So, <laughs> duel. This is our first duel. <laughs> number one fan, number one hater week. I think for old trip. First one in five years. For yeah, sure. that's right. I don't think we were ever awarded both to the same person. But uh, shout out to Trip, the old our, old napping yeah, cat, really buddy. Cat. What? Oh, I'm I'm certain we've done number one fan, number one hater, the same person before. The duel, the duel. Somebody, somebody, fact check that for us. We need an intern. I'm sure somebody is listening that was the victim or remember. <laughs> They're screaming that. at it right now. Mitchell, have you seen that? You, you know that I, I like that new template of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood pointing at the TV. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It, that's Mitchell right now. He's he's yelling at the at the yeah. car speaking. Pointing. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. Mitchell wrote us a nice note last week too, so it's good to hear us and he, no, he, he he wrote you a nice note. Oh well. I heard him. Okay. Well, he wrote me a note, said that he appreciated us uh to, you know, shouting out the milk conspiracy on the podcast. And he's getting them they're gonna work on a new uh new intro for us. That's good. We need to update for the time. Well, we have, you know, we've always, we've always rotated that intro. And unfortunately, I think this is the only, I can't find the other ones. So this is the, but I do like this one a lot that we're using right now. It is yeah. good. Um, but yeah, they're going to do one. Also a little special surprise. Mitchell's going to get the, the Oatmeal Conspiracy to record one of our favorite songs. Cover of it. You know what it is? Um, Trial time by Mr. Big. No, that would be great. <laughs> that is a classic. No, another song that you and I both have uh, had words over in, for years. Uh, Kiss from a Rose oh, by the Great Seal, which I love and you hate. I don't hate it. I, no, I'm with you. Well, I, didn't, I always thought you hated it. You always make I, fun of me about liking it. You did. <laughs> yeah, you always shit on me for liking Seal. Don't act like you like Seal now. Somebody fact check that. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty certain of this. My memory is bad about other things. But I'm pretty certain of this. But yeah, Mitchell said he hates the song. And so I was like, well, we need a Mill Conspiracy cover of it. So he's going to do that. And I'm excited about that. So I, I, yo, I, real talk, I'm excited about that. Yeah. I just that song's so hype when he's like, ah, <laughs> you know, and he's in front of the bat signal in the video. <laughs> when he comes in later ah. on, second half of the song, maybe, <laughs> maybe. And what is that song about anyway? Jeez, what? It makes no I, sense. Oh, like, 
How many times have I heard that song? I don't think I know really <laughs> even 20% of the lyrics. <laughs> well, it's just the, the I've been kissed by a rose from the grave. Like, what does that mean? I thought it was a rose on the grave. On the grave, yeah. But that makes even less sense. Baby! <laughs> Baby! <laughs> I just love that shot in the video where he's just like, ah, and it it, it, it pans out and he's in front of the bat signal. That, that was from the Batman Forever soundtrack. <laughs> so good. I put up a post on my Facebook that said it's still, uh, it's still a banger and I'll die on that hill. So. You know, like once a year, I'll fall into a YouTube rabbit hole of like um, musicians watching street performers performing their own song and kind of like surprising them, you know? Yeah. I got to see Seal do that. He like. Are you serious? Yeah, he stepped in behind somebody singing that song and like made it into a duet and the person melted, you know, that was like singing it. I love that kind of stuff. I don't care who you are. I'm a sucker for that. I'm yeah. going to be, you know, call me whatever you want to call me. But, you know, uh, original creators of music stepping in and singing along with somebody that's just like busking. Yeah, that's, it's always good. Always good. Yeah, yeah I appreciate that. too. <clears throat> nice uplifting. See, Seal's a great guy. That first Seal album is awesome. Not the one that Kiss from a Rose is on, but the first Seal, his first self-titled album is really good, actually. Produced by Trevor Horn. It's one of crazy on it. Now we're never gonna survive. It's good. That occupies a space in my brain with that uh, Desiree song. Was <laughs> it Wannabe? Bad. You gotta be bold. You gotta be wise. Yeah, gotta be. Yeah. <laughs> Love will save the day. <laughs> That's a good one. I think it's. I think they could. That that stands next to that. Whatever in that whatever that genre is. Not ring bang. Sorry, Eddie Grant. Um. All right, you ready to get into the meat of the show? <laughs> You said you had some, do you, yeah. you have a way, you got some different way you want to do this or something? What's, what's going on? Well, I, I had some trailer park. Um, okay. It's going to be my, my hype still out. It's going to be trailer park. I think I, mine is too. I can't wait. Okay. See, look, we take this big break. We come back. We realize we're still the same motherfucker. Simpatico. We realize we haven't grown at all. <laughs> we haven't grown at all. We're still the same shitty assholes that started this thing. Um, bring jackasses. Just, bring jackasses. Yes, that's what. That's what we are. Um, okay, so we can go into the regular everything then. So, uh, what's the hype group? That's the word. You don't have it. All right. Well, I've got it. Okay. So my hype is I've been making this Mexican street corn on the grill, Ooh. and it is delicious. I don't know if you ever had the Mexican street corn before. It uses this uh, uses this co cojita cheese, I guess is what I'm, I don't speak Spanish, yeah, I've, but I've, I've had a, a variety of iterations of Mexican street corn. Yeah, I I um I'm doing this version that's like a salad style where you you cut it off the cob and put it in the pan and fry it, and then you mix all the stuff in. Um, I've done it a couple times this week, and it's just delicious. Um, I'll put the video in the show notes for how to. I'm in on that. Yeah, how to make it. It's really easy. Like it's kind of like it kind of cheats a little bit because you're supposed to use like uh, whatever the the Mexican cream is, but it uses mayonnaise instead. But you could use sour cream instead too if you don't like mayonnaise. Um, but it's really good and delicious, and I've been I've been excited to eat it every time I've made it. That's how good it is. Uh, I'm I'm an I'm an I'm a big disproportionately high fan of corn in every version possible. Me too, and I've gotten more passionate about it as I've gotten older. Yeah, yeah. I I can't think of anything better than cream corn. Like, I mean, of course, I can think of a lot of things better than cream corn, but I feel like corn doesn't get its due. It's a versatile, delicious, scrumptious, nutritious treat. You can eat it with every meal. You can pop it. It can be sweet. 
It's like on the cob, off the cob. Yeah, sounds like a Bubba Gump shrimp company. I was just about to say shrimp, <laughs> shrimp corn, corn chowder. Um, I can make about every kind of nut, peanut, peanut. cashew nut. We just went <laughs> straight from Gump into Christopher Guest. Yeah, Holly Pepper, will you stop naming nuts? Pine nut. That's the one that always got her. That was the one that always got her. <laughs> I want to watch that movie, but it's not on anything, and I don't own it. And I don't want to rent it, but I should just rent it. Um, the great uh, Fred Willard died recently, and uh, that made me want to watch that movie again. Well, speaking of, you know, so here's the thing. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm curious if you have an opinion on this. If not, I encourage you to get one. Um, Tim Robinson's I Think You Should Leave is a very short and fast-paced sketch comedy show that's on Netflix. Have you ever seen it? No. So when it first came out, I was like, I wasn't really into it. Yeah. And then just like three or four days ago, I was, you know, I wanted something quick because I was like eating a, a meal. And that's when I watched TV. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm going to give this another shot because it was on my like, you know, continue watching list. Mm-hmm. And, I was, and uh, the first sketch that I saw was a sketch with Fred Willard in it. And it was so good, you know, and he, yeah. he, he really was so good. And, um, but I kept going on and I think that sketch show is really good. Like somebody had recommended it to me. And when I tried it, the timing wasn't right. I wasn't in the right mood and, uh, I was in the right mood for it the other day when I put it on and <clears throat> it was good. Somebody was talking about Fred Willard and modern family saying that they had had a bunch of scripts for him. But that he told the showrunners, just like, don't worry about scripting anything for me. I'm just going to show up and be funny. Yeah. yeah. I think I've heard stories I, like that. I think it, towards the end of his career, that's how he worked. He was just like, yeah, I'm just going to do my thing. He, he's the king of, of the, uh, the confident idiot character. Yes. You know, and which I appreciate because many of the characters uh, you and I have created in particular over the years have been confident idiots. Um, and you know not maybe not on par with the great fred willard but i'm saying we're in the ballpark no no no, that's that's appropriate you know my performance as a competent idiot is probably on par with anybody that's ever done (laughs) he used real life experience to draw from that that. (laughs) right what you know that's what that's what they say um what's not the hype what's not the hype so my not this this is kind of gross. So I recently discovered that my girlfriend and I have been uh, uh, due to an unfortunate um, unfortunate disagreement over uh, color theory have uh, been using the same toothbrush for about three months. <laughs> <laughs> we both discovered it the other day and it's like some fucked up like disgusting gift of the magi story you know where she thought i was using my toothbrush and i thought she was using her toothbrush turns out we were using the same toothbrush um so she <laughs> she bought a two-pack of toothbrushes right <laughs> yeah and one of them's gold okay and one of them is like a uh, it's gold, but it looks more pewter, like a silver almost. But if you look at it in the light, it's gold. And then <laughs> the other one is a blue. It's like sort of like that dress, the meat dress meme from a few years ago, where you're like, oh, it's, yeah, sure. it's blue. It's great. It's, sure. it's gold. And the other That's one. Just, I, I, I had to stop you. You still, you've, you've been. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it's disgusting. I'm horrified. <laughs> Over color theory? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'm trying to get to the bottom of that. So one of them is this pewter color, this gold, I guess. And the other one is this very like gray looking blue, right? So she showed them to me and I was like, oh, I'll take the silver one. Well, neither one of them is silver. So I interpreted the gold as being silver and she interpreted the blue one as being more silver. Um, so we wound up using the same gold one. The, the thing that's funny about that, sure, yes, you know, oh, what a, you know, what an act to romantic comedy plot line there. <laughs> but, yeah. but the irony and the thing that, because I know you so well, the fact that you said it's because of a disagreement over color theory 
you planted the seed immediately at the very beginning here of the story to yeah suggest, to suggest that later on you're going to reveal like you're the right one because you've studied color theory before <laughs> and therefore she's wrong so she's been using your toothbrush exactly well i, I would have i see the old me would have drawn that conclusion but i've changed right changed yeah i'm better uh, now yeah, that's good <laughs> i've been um yeah so I, I the thing that i've learned in recent years that my like everyone's definition of colors is very different and you can see that from that that dress the famous dress meme thing from like five or six years ago um that people have different interpretations of what a color is you know and so Absolutely. That's why I was like, the old me would be like, I was right. I was the one who's right now. I'm like, well, everybody sees that. <laughs> There's people that think that this color is pink and I think it's like orange. So, right. you know, well, so not, not the height. Uh, so who got the new toothbrush? <laughs> well, she just got <laughs> the funny thing is, I kept looking at the toothbrush and I'm like, why is my toothbrush look like it's just been run over by a car and her toothbrush still looks brand new? <laughs> and i was like i just must brush my teeth like more aggressively or something and just kept on using it you know but we, we threw them both she threw them both out in disgust and uh bought a new pack of two and they are very <laughs> they're very different colors this time <laughs> it's like a blue and an orange so we wouldn't have that problem here at our house because mckenzie for some reason, I mean, there's things about her. You know, you live with somebody, you get to know somebody, and yeah. you, you appreciate their eccentricities. But she leaves her toothbrush and toothpaste by the kitchen sink downstairs. Mm. That's where she brushes her teeth, in the kitchen sink. Why? Like, cause I don't know. I, I guess because she's trying to graduate from squirrels to cats and then to humans. Wow. Yeah. You know? She's on her path to uh, a murder spree that, you know, none of us saw coming. <laughs> Pretty much. <yeah. laughs> I think that is one of the signs of a serial killer is that they brush their teeth in the kitchen. So. Kitchen sink. Just every morning, just I come downstairs and, you know, there she is leaning over the fucking kitchen sink like a rat. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I guess it's, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. You don't have to, have, you don't have to say anything. What do you do when people, it. like, uh, presumably at some point in time, people come over to, like, cook dinner with you guys. Yeah, not right now, but obviously in the past, right? <laughs> Does she hide the toothbrush yeah. at that point? Or? Yeah, people bring it up. What is, what is the toothbrush doing here? I said, talk to the kids. I don't fucking think of nothing, you know? And she just kind of, you know that shrug emoji? Yeah. Just, yeah. That's how she, she said, I don't know, just, this is how it lives. Just do the know? Kanye shrug. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it just seems like I guess it's no different than having it in the bathroom, but it seems like a high traffic area. Like more I don't know, but I guess not. I guess people use your bathroom. I mean, she's got it on a windowsill. It's in between <laughs> <Right>. plants. Yeah. <laughs> I don't you know. Uh, I don't know. Well, there's a there's a lot of battles to pick. That's not one. Yeah, it's not one you have to worry about. I mean, I know people that have them in the shower and brush their teeth in the shower. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. I can't brush my teeth with hot water. That's the other thing she does. She likes hot water. Her what? Brush teeth. Yeah. Which immediately afterwards, she just chugs orange juice. <laughs> do you do you uh, do you pre-wet the brush before you use it? Yes. So you run it under the sink a little bit before you use it. I don't do that. I just put the, the, the paste on it. Slam it. <laughs> Done. Boom. I don't like... I, I also don't brush my teeth with a Brillo pad. <laughs> Got to soften them bristles up a little bit. You yeah, gotta, so yeah. get, if you get the right softness of bristles, you don't have to do that. It should be primed and proper like without having to, to wet it. Um. <laughs> I don't know, man. Forced to have it. This is how I live my life. All right. Well, it's too late to change you now. Clearly. Yeah, exactly. And that's why she's brushing her teeth in the fucking kitchen <laughs> sink, right over the clothes all. Gross. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's your what's your not the hype? Uh, so, um, I mean, you know, I don't know how to characterize it. I guess at the end of the day, it's just emails. But specifically, I we live in like. What's up with emails? <laughs> What's the deal with emails? <laughs> Come on, Seinfeld. 
we live in a neighborhood that's like, um, uh, it skews older, right? Oh, so you, are, you have the next door app. Is that what you have? So this, I live in a neighborhood full of people that are too anxious to make the switch from their Yahoo group email into next door. Oh God. So I get anywhere from three to 17 emails a day <laughs> from this Yahoo group that I can't even log into anymore. I forgot my password. Like I don't send a single damn email. You know yeah, what I'm saying? But you can read them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get to read. Yeah, they, they all, it's, it's all they just all, probably worthless bullshit too, right? It's so worthless. I just pulled up my email to look just at today. Um, well, from yesterday to today, I have over 15. Um, today is just six. So, you know, we're doing well so far. <clears throat> and a lot of the time, it's okay, right? It's yeah. like, I'll have... Uh, here, we're putting stuff out at the end of our driveway if you want to come get it. It's like, a, you know, dresser drawers, stuff like that. Somebody just offered an old lawnmower for free. Mm-hmm. Somebody said they found a parakeet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Things you find on a walk in a neighborhood. Found if anyone a recognizes non-native species, we've rescued it and are caring for it. We're happy to reunite them with his right owner. I mean, on the one hand, that's really sweet, you know? Um, but I got an email yesterday. Oh, or, well, that um, bird was free. That yeah. bird had freedom. He escaped, <laughs> and they captured him again. Well, number one, what a dumb bird. But uh, yeah, that's kind of sad. So, so the thing that kind of like, <clears throat> so I got this email seven days ago. Okay, so it was right after you and I got finished recording. Yeah. This email came in my inbox, and I immediately wrote down on a post-it note, "Not the hype." <laughs> <laughs> like, good, good, good. Because, and I can't say it too loud because it's my neighbor across the street. And my window's open, but um, it, it it happens once a month at least, where there's a a discussion about dog poop. Yeah. And the title of the email was "Just Saying" with a, an apostrophe after the end. <laughs> right. Just saying. So the email read, get, get ready. We're going on this passive aggressive joyride. Like, yeah. This one, this is, yeah, exactly. And yeah. It's a short, simple email. It says, hey, I just cannot imagine watching my large dog take a dump on someone's lawn and walking away. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> and it reminds me of, um, we moved into this neighborhood, like, in July of 2017, right? So we got added to the email listserv in July of 2017. And in August of 2017, there was one day where we had 56 emails. Jeez. In the same thread, right? It was reply all, reply all, reply all. It was this huge debate about whether or not dogs need to be on leashes. That's how it started. Uh-huh. Like, Hey, I just want to let you guys know we have a leash law in our county and you have to have your dogs on a leash. It doesn't matter how big or how small they are. Well, at the end of our street is a dead end. Mm -hmm. But then right before the dead end, you can take a right and go down another street that's a dead end. Mm -hmm. Okay. But at the end of that dead end, there's a little nature trail that brings you back up to another street in the neighborhood. So it's kind of like most people use our street and the street that we're kind of up against as a walking trail for their animals. And on the street behind us, that's the second dead end street. There lives three households of people who are all friends with each other and they let their dogs run from house to house without leashes on. So as soon as you take a right down that street, you're basically like, in this neighborhood where like for your dog, it's like, there's a bunch of thugs everywhere. You like, it dogs- came to the wrong neighborhood, motherfucker. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're not, they're not mean dogs. They're not aggressive dogs. Yeah. They're just like standard suburban white people dogs. You know, they're golden retrievers and labs and stuff. Yeah. And they're just like, you know, they, they, they run around. They want to say hi to people, but a lot of people, you know, and like this, this email argument went on all day, right. Where it was like, <laughs> well, I get nervous about my kid and other people are like, well, it's, it's, they're in my yard and I, you know, my dog's in my yard. I don't need a leash and on back and forth. By the end of the day, somebody from that side of the street said, 
do I have to buy a gun? Are you guys coming down here with pitchforks and torches ready to burn my house down? And I was just like, what the Holy fuck? Holy shit. Me? Welcome to the neighborhood. Yeah. But the irony was, in the middle of it, <clears throat> there was all sorts of people that wanted to use the leash law email thread to piggyback onto the dog poop topic. <laughs> They like, you know, like yeah. clean up dog poop while we're while we're talking about dogs. People don't clean up after their dogs, and then other people are like, I love dogs, but don't throw your dog bag in my trash can on trash day because I have to sit there with dog poop in my trash can all week, and I don't want your dog poop in my oh trash my can. God. And um, and then the very next day, so this was our this is our introduction to the neighborhood, and like whatever, I thought it was mostly funny, yeah. you know, um, because I. I don't have to sift through that many emails in a day. So it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, right, right. But the very next day, an email came through that said we were, it, the title of the email was on the risks of campfires. And somebody said, we, I was walking, we were walking with our family through the neighborhood and somebody was having a fire in their backyard and the smell was so pungent and so bad that we had to go straight home and we had to take our clothes off and take showers and put them clothes in the laundry. Yes. And then they said, many of you don't realize that campfire smoke is just as harmful as cigarette smoke. And they included a link to like some, you know, USA Today article about the dangers of inhaling campfire smoke. <laughs> Literally and, the fun police, just like, so weird. Some people were having fun and that's, uh, we're highly allergic to that. So it's just that. like, what the fuck neighborhood did I move? Oh my to? God. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I mean, ultimately I, I saw that email and it's like, I can't, I don't want to say too much. Like it was, it was, uh, I, I've been biting my lip a lot on these emails. I'll oh, say it's that. so I, hard I, for me. Was, that's why I don't join stuff like that. Cause I am like, I am like a, you know, there's not much of a line to where I just going to tell somebody to kiss my ass, you know, like, well, <laughs> yeah, but like also you're at risk of being the one trolling everybody. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> But it's funny to see like the mentality of some of these, for lack of a better term, boomers. Yeah. Who are just, you know, like complaining about stuff that just makes no material difference on anyone else's life. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm always thinking like, imagine just how do you live your life when everything makes you that mad? And then I realize how angry I am all the time about everything. And I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) <laughs> okay go on yeah. <laughs> carry on <laughs> yeah that's definitely not the hype I, I i'm in the next door app thing for our neighborhood and it's just always bullshit and i've got it to where i think it just goes straight to the spam folder now uh, in my mm-hmm. gmail so i don't even i get so many emails in my gmail but since they introduced the different sorting stuff it's not a problem for me anymore yeah I go to that promotions tab and select all and delete all. Mm-hmm. I never, I never look at that. Every once in a while, some headline will catch me. And I'm like, oh yeah, things on sale that I want, but it is like once a year or something. Yeah, should just have those go straight to the garbage. But, um, so what about you? Um, what well, I, I did my not oh, the hype. The- yeah, <laughs> we're, are we ready for the hype still out? Is this where we're doing trailer park? Yeah, sure, yeah. So, catch our listeners up. We used to do a set, well, we still could, but we, we in the past, we've done a sec- section of the podcast called Trailer Park, where we would pull up some upcoming trailers for movies and decide whether they looked hype or not. So, this is a homage to that, I guess. So, Yeah. You want me to start? Yeah. I got two trailers. One, and, and, and each Ooh, of them... Two. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, got I only two. have one, so I think we might overlap on one, but on that one. But well, go I'm going to start. I'm going to start with the one that I think is yours as okay. well. Tenant. No, definitely not. Okay, so Tenant is the new Christopher Nolan movie. Yep, and it's got Denzel Washington's son in it. And it's yeah, and it's got um, it's got some elements of time travel. Mm-hmm. It's got uh. It's got your boy, uh, who was it we were talking about last time? It was uh, Edward and Twilight. Oh, Patterson. Robert yeah, Patterson. yeah, Robert Patterson. Yeah, Patterson. he's in that Patterson. movie, too. 
Yeah, the, the second trailer for that came out. I saw that the trailer I'm, came out. I did not watch it yet, but uh, I probably will. I do love me some Christopher Nolan, and you know it's going to be that kind of movie. So, yeah, it's going to be a Christopher Nolan movie. It's going to yeah. be a big pop. Movie. I I'm um, I'm excited to watch it. Like I'm I know it'll be really good entertainment. The question that I have is whether or not it's going to be released in theaters or not, you know? Uh, the first trailer's been around for almost a year now, maybe nine months, and the second trailer just came out. I I didn't pay attention to the end of the trailer, whether or not it said coming to theaters. Or I think it will. I think it will. I, I think anything that they just absolutely want to come to theaters, they're putting off for a while longer. I don't know when the release date was originally supposed to be for that. But that being said, who knows if it's going to be able to come to theaters at the time that they think it will or not, you know? Well, I'm excited for it. I don't know anybody else that has the capability of making a major movie like that that is not IP already. Yeah, yeah. He, he does very unique. I mean, it shares the same. They're always mind-bending movies that make you think or like fuck with space and time and, you know, your perception of things. Yeah, they, they may not be deep in the sense they may make you think about life but they certainly make you pay attention during the movie yeah there's things you got to unravel and yeah yeah so i'm excited for that movie i think it'll be a fun watch i think based on the trailer i'm gonna say check it out yeah i i'm with you i want to watch it pretty much see why don't you go to the what we'll come back okay we're we're good and then we'll come out. Yeah. So mine is uh, the trailer for uh, the new Spike Lee film, Defy Bloods. Oh, I forgot all about that. I saw that once. Did I you watch it? The, I watched the trailer on TV during a live broadcast. Oh, really? I saw it on Facebook. Um, yeah. It's 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 a Spike Lee joint, and it's uh, set in Vietnam, and it looks just awesome. Um, you know, I love Spike Lee movies anyway and it's going to be released directly to netflix though it's a netflix movie june oh really yes yeah, coming out june 12th on netflix but it i mean it looks like it has a big budget um it's got some good actors in it and it uh, the soundtrack so far sounds incredible and yeah i'm excited about it i love war movies anyway and i love spike lee movies i really liked black klansman i think that was his last film right yeah, it was. And you know what? I, I didn't see that movie. <clears throat> I didn't see that movie when it was in theaters. I didn't see it no. when it was first available for streamers. Same. I saw that movie. When I, I watched it on an airplane. Yeah, I probably watched it around the same time that you saw it, um, which was long after it had been released. I think it was the best movie of that year. Um, it did not win at the Academy Awards. He won for director, but... Yeah, it was an incredible movie. Really great. Yeah, great acting in it. And that's uh, Denzel. I didn't realize that was Denzel Washington's son until my girlfriend told me, but I forget what his name is, but he's the, the lead in that as well. It's something Washington. Oh, well, that makes sense. Um, that was the worst joke I think I've ever made. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's mine i'm excited about it um i don't know i think it's gonna be good yeah it'll be good you know I, speaking of well-respected major directors doing netflix releases mm-hmm. did you ever watch um steven soderbergh's high flying bird i did not there's so many soderbergh is so prolific and there's movies all the time that i'm like oh he made that too um i have not i've not seen that i didn't, I didn't even realize that existed it's a movie about the nba players association and a potential lockout and agents and you it's directly down your alley it's you know like drama it's not like a documentary or anything no it's a drama it's shot entirely on iphones which is sounds more gimmicky than it plays out it doesn't feel like it was shot on iphones but the thing that soderbergh did by shooting on iPhones is he got the camera in a lot of places, a lot of really cool places that could go only because it was such a small yeah. uh, camera. And uh, so it doesn't feel like it was shot on iPhone. Throughout. You're not thinking yeah. about that. I'm watching it. The story's good. The acting's good. And it's a Soderbergh movie. So, yeah. uh, but, but because I'm talking to you, I will also say it's about the NBA players association and it's great. Is it like actual NBA or is it like a, 
Um, there's no, uh, well, so I watched it right when it came out, which is like a year and a half, maybe even two years ago. And I can't remember if they named specific teams or not because it's during a lockout. It's taking okay. place. Do they have NBA lockout. players? So, <sighs> no. I can't remember. Did you watch this movie? (laughs) I'll check it out. (laughs) What's your what's your uh, next one? I'll pull it up. I want to see it. I think there's one. I don't know. I don't. Kevin Garnett in it or something, please. I'm not. I'm not going to waste time looking it up. (laughs) Yeah, that's all right. Um, My other trailer park is. <clears throat> really, I'm bringing it up because I, I don't know that I know what your opinion is on this person. I think we agree on this person. Yeah. It's called The King of Staten Island, and it looks like a dramedy that is semi-autobiographical about Pete Holmes. Or not Pete Holmes. Um, yeah, the Pete from uh, Saturday Night Live. What's his last name? Pete Davidson. Yeah, Pete Davidson. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of him. Um, you like him? I like I like his stand up. Um, he's got some funny stuff. I don't like everything he does. Like he's done some. He, he, he I don't know. He can be annoying at times, but I, I like him. Yeah, I think part of his charm is that he appears that he doesn't care, and yeah. sometimes it doesn't work, and other times it does work. Yeah, sometimes it makes you like uh, detach from him in a way that you're like, ugh, but. My girlfriend loves him, like would leave me for him for sure. So this uh, this movie, I uh, if I remember correctly from the trailer, is an Apatow movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what that means to me is it's going to be much longer than a standard comedy. It's going to have a lot more moments of poignancy, which in the trailer there are moments of poignancy that are shown. Mm-hmm. But right, like so, he, Pete's dad passed in nine eleven, right? Yeah. He was a fire. Yeah, he does a lot of <laughs> material about that. Yeah. Yeah, and this the the central conflict of this story is this is a, a young man who still lives at home with his mother, whose father passed as a firefighter, and like Bill Burr is a fireman, and he's like trying to convince Pete Holmes to, or Pete Davidson to become a firefighter, and he's like, why would I ever want to do that? You know, yeah. firefighter. All right, but it, but I mean, clearly it's going to be. I think it. I think it looks good. I'm going to yeah. say I think it looks. I'm interested in it. I didn't know that was coming out, so I'm going to check that out. What's it called again? Um, King of Staten Island. What Staten Island? The King of Staten Island. The King of Staten Staten Island. Okay. Yeah, I'll check that out. I like him. I've liked his past couple specials have been good. Um, I think he's an interesting dude. on, um, On Hulu called Big Time Adolescent. The what? He's got a movie on Hulu called Big Time Adolescent. Oh really? I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. It's a, that's a and it's a, it seems similar in tone mm-hmm. to this movie in the sense that there's there's poignancy behind the humor, you know. Yeah, I'll, I'm definitely checking I, out. You eyes. You what? I went to see him open up for John Mulaney. Oh really? Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Last year we we went with some friends. Um, I, these two friends that uh, you know I usually go to dinner with, they're, they they like stand up comedy. They usually keep a better finger on the pulse than I do on on yeah. who's coming to town and stuff like that. And so Mackenzie and I got tickets to go see them. I'll tell you this: at the end of it, they were doing, uh, you know, Pete did a set, John Mulaney did a set, and then they came back out and they were doing Q and A with the audience, which yeah. was pretty good, cool. And then right at the end of it. They said, okay, good night. And here's Machine Gun Kelly. And Machine Gun Kelly came out and rapped half of the song, and then everybody left. What? Yeah. <laughs> everybody left, like, because he was rapping? No. Like, he, it was just like a joke. Oh, that he they only did. Had, oh, he just happened that, to be there, and then, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if he was, like, touring with him or what. Yeah. I know that he, Davidson, are friends because of that Motley Crue movie they did together. Oh, that, I didn't know but, that he was in that too. Yeah, Pete was the uh, manager in the movie, and Shipp uh, okay. Kelly was um, he was the drummer. Tommy Lee. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't know. I, I watched that movie. I had no idea that was Machine Gun Kelly until it was all over. Gotcha. Well, what a what a tour de force of a performance then. <laughs> actors, Actor, actors, 
<laughs> cool. Well, that, what you been consuming? Uh, consuming? I've been consuming. Um, well, first of all, I'm going to do a music shout out. I haven't listened to a lot of new stuff, but I did learn about this band I never heard of before from that Spike Lee uh, trailer. Um, the Spike that uh, the Defy Bloods has uh, a song by this group, the Chambers Brothers, on it. And that's the main song for that that trailer. And they were, um, they're like a psychedelic band. They're from the 60s. Um, the psychedelic band. Um, and they're just kind of like lesser known, but they, they, they were in the same kind of circles as Jimi Hendrix, et cetera. Um, and they, their album is really good. I think it's called time again or something like that. Um, and I've been listening to it and really like it. Uh, that, that one song in the trailer is just really awesome. Um, what is it? Uh, my time has come today is the name of that song. But they had some uh, medium success in the 60s and 70s, but they just kind of were forgotten through time. And I don't know. It's good if you like that kind of 60s rock stuff, you know? Yeah, I'll check it out. It's cool. They do a lot of covers of like R&B songs and things like that too. Um, and it, and just just good shit. So I actually bought, bought it on vinyl. Oh, nice. Yeah, I got it. It's like, that's cool. I don't want to own that. So... What else you been consuming? Uh, so movies wise, I meant to mention this one last week because we actually watched it a couple weeks ago. But I've watched two movies over the past couple. We've been watching a lot of movies, but two of them really stood out. Um, other than the ones I've talked about on the past episodes, uh, one was Green Room. Have you seen that? No. Okay, you, you're not really into horror movies, are you? No. Okay, it's a horror movie, but it's about this band who gets trapped at this venue with uh, these racists. And they have to like get out, and it's a kind of interesting twist on. I wouldn't look at it and go, "Oh, that's a horror movie," but then it is horrific. So um, it's really good. Um, and then the other movie we watched that you would be more up your alley is American Animals. Have you seen that? Never heard. Of it. Okay, so American Animals. It's got Evan Peters in it from American Horror Story and other things, um, and it's got the kid from this Killing of a Sacred Deer, which I still hate. Um, but that kid is a really good actor. Um, it tells the story of these kind of like, uh, uh, these, well, it tells the story of these college kids who it's a true story. These college kids who attempt to steal these priceless Audubon paintings, like the, the Audubon, the, the guy that did all the paintings of the birds. Um, Mm -hmm. the original paintings are in this. Are, he, he went to this college in Kentucky and that's where all the, his paintings are and they have them in a special collection there. And so it's all about these kids trying to uh, come up with this plan to steal this artwork. And the interesting thing about it is they intercut. It didn't happen that long ago. It happened like in 2003 or something. So the guys that were actually were the, the criminals involved are in the movie um, separately from the characters playing them. But they'll bring them in. It's almost like a documentary style in a way where they'll comment on things. But it plays with perception a lot to where like something will happen. And then one of the guys in real life will be like, well, that's not really how that happened. And then they'll tell about how it happened. And the the characters on screen will kind of argue with the real guys sometimes. Um, It's kind of clever. It's a pretty, pretty short movie. Really good soundtrack and um, some good acting in it. I don't know. You should check it out. It's on HBO right now. Okay. Yeah, if you have. No, I, funny enough, like, um, I'm actually writing down your, like, I wrote down the Chambers Brothers and I'm writing this movie down, too. Oh, wow. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Usually you're like, yeah, I'm writing it down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll tell you about it in two years. Yeah. That's the sound of me um, writing it down. All right. What are you consuming? Well, so, you know, we've been doing these outdoor movies. Yeah. Last night we watched 1917. Oh, wow. That's good that you got to watch it. It probably wasn't the same as watching it in the theater, but it was good that you got to watch it on a big screen. That was the conclusion that everybody came to because we had one, two, three, four, ten people total. Yeah. Uh, five, five pairs of two. Yeah. And only one couple had seen it before. Everybody else had seen it for the first time. Yeah. And, uh, 
funny enough, the couple that had seen it before, they said that was even better the second time around, which I wasn't so sure, you know, like, it was one of those movies that's really good, but I'm not sure that I would ever be into watching it a second time, you know? Yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I, we really enjoyed it. It was, you know, we've got this list of like all the classics that, and we had settled on watching alien and then, um, somebody to watch on the big screen. Absolutely. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. But, uh, no, I thought 1917 was really good. It was, it was cool how, I mean, it's been done before for very long periods of time, but I don't know if I've ever seen an entire movie that was made to look like it was all one shot. Yeah. I mean, the only one I can think of is, uh, Birdman, I guess was done that way. Birdman. Yeah. The wrestler, a lot of scenes in the wrestler were in one take, but it wasn't all one take. Yeah, I didn't walk away from the wrestler going, oh, that was one shot. Like uh, in 1917, you do feel like it's one shot. I mean, they they trick you. There's a little you can see little places where they they do the camera tricks to like make it work. But um, it's pretty cool. For me, it was so well done that I wasn't trying to find the magic. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're just in it. Um, it, it's interesting cause that the structure of the film plays to the subject matter. Cause they're, it's just a movie about these guys running like the whole, they're trying to like, they're, they're trying to deliver this message and it's just frantically like trying to get through this war zone, you know? And it's like, it kind of plays with it. Um, just that it's constantly in motion. The movie's like constantly in motion, you know? Exactly. Yeah. The style fits the, the, the subject. Yeah very much um i would i would say that you know the beginning of it the first um the first bit where they're you know i mean this isn't really a spoiler alert it's world war one it's trench warfare right and so as they're exiting their trench to go into no man's land my thought to myself is, okay, well, when they get to the other side of this, the movie's done. Like, I'm not going to be engaged because there's nothing else to raise the stakes. And I was very wrong. Yeah. Pleasant. You know, it's a series. To me, it was a series of short stories. Yeah. Different moments that happen, you know. And, and, and the thing that I thought was really neat was I went into it thinking it was going to be a movie of just these two guys. Yeah, right. How you know, and and it wasn't, and I'm not going to reveal any no, more it, about that. It changes in a fundamental way part of the way through the movie, and um, but, but also really, really good performances delivered by you know in this movie what would be considered bit characters, uh-huh. right? Yeah, it's almost like a movie about uh, supporting characters. <laughs> These two guys that are the lead roles are really kind of supporting characters. You know, they're kind of uh, you know. And I think it's it's meant to be that way to show the overwhelming size of the war compared to them, you know? Yeah, sure. Kind of no, it's good. Yeah, there's there's one point in that movie where an explosion happens, and it shocked me more than a lot of movies have in the past couple of years. And yeah, there was a, that was I think you're speaking of something that I enjoyed too, which was the novelty of the storytelling. You know, when you're watching a, a war movie, you know the beats, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, but, and and this is a conversation I was having with somebody else about the movie, who said that it's less a war movie and more a horror movie. Right. That that it is about abject terror throughout the entire thing, and um, these little vignettes are different takes on psychological terror, which isn't necessarily the same thing as a war movie. But to me, like like you said, like. I was not expecting a lot of the things to happen as they happened, which meant that it was very fresh and engaging for me throughout the entire um, viewing experience. That's an interesting point, too, about being a horror movie, because it's almost they're not being chased, but it almost feels like some unseen monster is chasing them the whole time. You know, well, the clock, the, the what? The clock. Yeah, yeah, the clock is the monster and they're they're constantly they cannot stop because they just have to they have to beat the clock and it's just bearing down on them in this way. That's it's interesting take on it. Yeah. Um the um I, what did you have something else to say about this? Oh, uh, the actors um that the the two actors, one of them was the guy that played Tommen in Game of Thrones. No. And the other guy was um No. no. <laughs> oh, oh. 
Okay, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm thinking about his brother. No, no, no. Tommen, the one that um, the 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 probably the one the least prominent one in Game of Thrones of the the brothers. The little brother. Yeah, yeah little brother. that's crazy. I yeah. didn't make that connection. Yeah, I, I didn't made either until afterwards. Right, like that's the thing I don't want to lose. Much. I want people if they choose to watch this and haven't watched it yet. The discovery of who else is in that movie was utterly delightful. Oh yeah, there's yeah, this, uh, agreed. We won't spoil it, but um, the other main guy was the guy that was in um, he was on this Hulu show that's about a Stephen King book um about going back in time to stop the JFK assassination. I think it's called like eleven fifty two sixty four or something. James Franco in that too. Yes. James Franco's in that, and he he plays the kind of uh, sidekick to James Franco's character. That's cool. And he's I really good mind. in that too. He's it's it's that, yeah. that show is really good. Um, it's a it's a mini series. So it's like one season or whatever you know. But I have a, a throwback question. Um, this is a. Did you ever consume this in the period of time where you and I were not in touch? Okay. Succession. Succession. Uh, I Did not... HBO TV show Succession? No, I haven't watched it. Okay. It's about a corporation and the family that is the uh, runs it or yes. whatever. Okay, I, yes. I I know what you're talking about now. I've seen the trailers, but I've never watched it. Um, I'm just gonna go ahead and ask you to write it down. Yeah. And check it out. Write it down. It down. That while that show is airing, I think uh, you know the season two of that show was not airing during the same time as Atlanta. Oh yeah, and therefore season two was the best show airing on television. Oh. Airing on television. Is it over my, now? Um, I think they're going to do a third season. Okay, but um, I'm sure that they've production has been delayed. Right, so it's it's still ongoing then. It hasn't. They haven't it, finished. It the story. should be on. Yeah, it has not finished. Yeah. Oh well, I'll watch it. Yeah, it's only been around. It hadn't been around that long. I guess two years, right? Something like that. So. I mean, yeah, two seasons probably spread out over three, three. or three and a half. Yeah. Years. Okay. Yeah, I see it pops up when um, I was watching other shows on there. It'll pop up the trailer for it. So yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, I think you'll really like it. Yeah. The, it's it's basically a cast of characters who are so well drawn and the writing in it the writing in it is the best thing in it but the production direction acting is like a very close second mm-hmm. these are people that you do not want to spend time with these are ugly 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 people but it is so well done that you cannot stop yeah uh, it's, it's so absurd it's great it's great yeah uh, so, give it a shot. Yeah, I will. Add it to my list. Um, I'm right now. I just started watching Westworld season two again because I haven't. I, I really liked season one, and I've tried to watch the first episode of season two a gazillion times and can't get through it. So, um, you know what? You don't have to. Really? Yeah, you don't have to. I quit that show. I, I I finished season one, and then Mackenzie started watching season two, and I I watched one or two episodes of it. And I was like, I don't care about these. I don't uh, characters at all. Yeah, I th- and I'm kind of over dramas that don't have any comedy in them. Yeah, they're just so it's so dry. But I I liked it. I I like the movie that it's based on. Um, I was like that as a kid, and I think it's an interesting twist on it. But man, and I, I like I started. Funny thing is, I started watching it, and then at the end, the title card that said uh, uh, "produced by J.J. Abrams" came up, and I was like, "Oh, that's why everybody says this thing falls apart." <laughs> oh, because J.J. Abrams was involved in it. Okay, so great idea that's not played out to any degree. I got you. Makes. Sense. I know you're sticking with it for your love for Jeffrey Wright. Oh, I do love Jeffrey Wright, man. You, 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 you love that, man. I love him. He's so good. <laughs> love him. Uh, well, that's all I got. All right, me too. That was a pretty good episode. Well, we'll let we'll let Trip be the judge of that. <laughs> yeah, hopefully the audio is to his liking. Probably won't be, but whatever. Hater. 
enjoy your tractor. Your track. I just, I just, just thinking about Trip riding around on his tractor. <laughs> right. For the listeners, don't know Trip. Trip's about six three with like hay blonde hair, who is probably wearing uh, uh, one of those hay hats yeah. with a piece of hay sticking out of his mouth. He definitely he is. Yeah. Never, he has never been mean to a single person in his entire life and he's just he can't you know it's not a mean bone in his body he's he's happy to smile and he doesn't like pickles on his junior bacon cheeseburgers (laughs) that's right or his tomatoes he doesn't like tomatoes tomatoes. he doesn't like tomatoes on there I just just thought of Trip riding around with a with a straw hat and a piece of hay sticking out of his mouth on his on his tractor just laughing at our podcast (laughs) One more story about Trip. So you you do you remember you remember taking him to Columbia, South Carolina for the first time? This kid Trip grew up with. He, Trip's, no, Trip's have, from the country. He he wouldn't be ashamed he, to say that. He'll be the first to tell yeah, you from he the is, country. He's not just from the country. He's from the the country. The country. Yes. <laughs> so Joey takes him to Columbia, South Carolina, which is the state capital of South Carolina. And there's what probably seven buildings that are over 15 stories tall. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> in downtown. I, I, yeah, Trump has got his face plastered to the side of the window like a dog, and he said, "Man, there's so many big buildings." <laughs> skyscrapers. Oh, it was like Green Acre so, or something. Yeah. So I'm on the phone. I'm on the phone with Trip a couple months ago. You know, I just gave him a call to see how he's doing, and. He was talking about he and his wife were going to take a vacation, right? Yeah. And he's like, we're trying to decide between going to New York City or going to Boston because we'd like to do some of the, you know, they're into history and they wanted to tour the historical yeah. parts of Boston from the Revolutionary War and whatnot. Well, it turns out New York City won out for their destination. He had let me know because I'm, you know, I'm an hour from Boston. I was like, look, if you make it out there, come down and stay a night or two with us, yeah. you know, hang out with them. So he said, you know, hey, man, we, we, we're going to New York instead. Okay, fine. I didn't talk to him for a couple of months. No big deal. I'm on the phone with him a couple of nights ago. And I, and I remember that he went to New York. And so I was like, hey, how was that trip to New York? I mean, you know, after Columbia, you know, I mean, New York probably was really big for I you. Can't. And he goes, Blow his mind. <laughs> he started laughing so hard. He said, man, David, we, we, we got there. We, you know, we went straight to our hotel. We went to sleep that night. We woke up the next morning. We go down to the subway. We were staying in Brooklyn, so we go down the subway. And our first destination, we, you know, we're going to the 9-11 Memorial. And we come out of the subway, and, and we go. We, we come up to the surface, and we look up, and I see that one World Trade Center building. Man, I tell you, it went all the way to the sky. I couldn't see the top of it. I was brutal. And he said his wife had to take him around to the side of the building so that he could see the top of it. <laughs> it uh, just so happened that they were standing underneath the part that juts out, you know, so yeah. it looked like it was a, and of course he was self-aware now, you know, it's been, you know, it's been a lot. I mean, when Trip went to Columbia, what was he like, maybe 21, 20, 22 or something, you know? yeah. Yeah, oh man. And, oh, and, and to like clarify, like Trip is a smart D. Like Trip's probably one of the smartest people I've ever met, but he's got this country streak in him that <laughs> it's just hilarious. Like this, like yeah, it is. <laughs> dude can solve any problem like with like a you know a paper clip and a rubber band. But he's impressed by big buildings. So yeah. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! They got so many big buildings here. it's like the beverly hillbillies or some shit Um, i mean i think i find it so funny because i remember when i you know i mean when i left my hometown to go to college i went to philadelphia and i remember all the kids being like god this city's so small and i was so scared of being in philadelphia because it seems so big and intimidating you know yeah but as you age scale becomes more understandable you know God, I remember sitting with a professor and he was like, yeah, I chose Philadelphia because it was a nice small town to raise my family, <laughs> like raise my kids. And I wow. just like my jaw hit the floor and I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? You know, but the guy grew up in Manhattan. Yeah, you know, right. you know. it's, uh, it's all about perspective. <sighs> <sighs> all right. Well, There's your wisdom. You got any more baseball stuff you want to say before we close this thing out? 
I think it, I think today was a home run. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> When's the last time you watched a baseball game? I, I don't know. That never. <laughs> never. That's right. Never. All right. Even listen to all of their old stuff. Uh, we'll probably be back next week. Uh, we out. Just enjoy another episode of Our Island Podcast.